This is the City Place Church Podcast. Here at City Place, we build dreams, ignite faith, and establish leaders that win the lost for God's kingdom. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you are empowered by the message. Well, hey, City Place family, Pastor Damon, on behalf of my wife, Taisha, and all of City Place Church, we welcome you here today on this Memorial Day weekend. Our prayer is that you are beginning to dream again. And if this is your first time here to City Place, we say welcome. And for those of you who've been hanging out with us on a weekly basis, welcome back. Listen, to make your worship experience smoother this morning, we've provided a few resources. One, you can find today's message notes at cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. Trust me, you're going to want to engage in today's service. In fact, We have a little saying here at our church where we say we lean in level 10, which means we remove the distractions, we engage in today's message, and we take notes. We believe that God is speaking to us every single week, and He doesn't want us to hear some sort of motivational speech. He wants us to walk away changed. And so I encourage you to download those notes. The other resource that we have for you is a virtual connect card at cityplacechurch.com backslash card. We want to know what's on your heart, if there's anything that we can pray for. But also, if this is your first time, my wife and I would love to send you a special thank you for being a part of our service. And maybe you're like, well, Pastor Damon, I don't want to do the virtual card. Well, you can send a text message, text City Place to 94000, and one of of our team members, again, will welcome you for being a part of our service today. Well, listen. We're going to get ready to jump into the Word of God this morning. And we're also going to worship the Lord with our giving. We believe that God has called our church to live, to give. And so there'll be a moment in our service where you can worship the Lord with your giving. We believe that when we partner together, we can advance the kingdom of God and make an impact right where we are and literally at City Place around the world. So I don't know about you. I want you to push aside some of the things that could distract you this morning. I want your heart to be prepared. This is Memorial Day weekend. This is when we pause to remember the men and women who gave their life so that you and I could have freedom, so that you and I could worship the Lord freely on a Sunday morning right where you are unashamed and lift up the name of Jesus. We also have the freedom to be able to live in the United States of America. And so we're gonna pause for a moment and just remember this weekend And remember the lives of those men and women that were given for you and I so that we can say, in God we trust. So I welcome you to City Place Church this morning. I'm going to pray and let's just enjoy Jesus. Father, we love you today. We thank you that as we spend this time with you, we acknowledge the lives of the men and women that have given their life so that we can have freedom. In fact, Father, your word says that greater love has no man than this, than to lay down their life for a friend. So many have given their lives for people that they don't even know, yet we get the benefit. So on this Memorial Day weekend, Father, we say thank you. And we invite you into this Sunday. Receive all of the glory and all of the honor In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, City Place Church. How many of you love Jesus? How many of you are grateful for the freedom that we have? Come on. I'm grateful for the freedom, and I'm so grateful 
to all of you who currently serve in the armed forces as well, thank you for saying yes to the call that Jesus has placed and the burden that he's placed on your life today. You know, as we get ready to jump into the word of God, I want to just remind you, or maybe this is your first time here, we've been in a series called Dream Again. And on this weekend, I couldn't help but think about all that God is doing, all that God has done. But then I was thinking about some of the people who may still be waiting for God to bring their dream back to life or the fresh dream that God has. If you've been joining us for the very first time, we started this series eight weeks ago. And one of the first things that we said that when we talk about dreams, that dreams are birthed in the presence of God. We were in Acts chapter two last week and even the first week of our series where Peter stands up in the midst of a crowd and he says that this is what the prophet Joel said, that in the last days, God will pour out his spirit on all flesh and people will begin to prophesy, which is say what God says. People will see visions, which is literally having a Polaroid picture or a picture of what God wants you to see. And then people will dream dreams, which is God putting together what he says and what he wants you to see into this motion picture. And there's this, 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 this divine revelation of God, what, what he wants to accomplish in your life and on his behalf. And we, we said this, we said that you can have your dream, which is limited, or you and I can have God's dream, which is for his kingdom, his purpose, his agenda, his plan, his people, but you and I get the benefit. And we said we want God's dreams because God's dreams have unlimited capacity, unlimited potential. And over the weeks, we, 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 we've, been, we, we've had titles like costly dreams and we, uh, dusty dreams and valley dreams and dried up dreams. And one of the things that we said when we talked about the life of Joseph, we said that if Joseph was to give us a nugget, he would say that dreams are free, but the journey is not. Dreams are free, but the journey is not. And there's a process by which God builds us up during the journey that allows us to be able to carry not your dream or my dream, but his dream for us. Why? Because his dream for us doesn't just impact us. We get the benefit, yes, but it impacts all of who he sees. And this morning, as we are here for this Memorial Day weekend, I couldn't help but think about some of the places in our life that could potentially be stuck or some of the places in our life where we haven't seen the fullness of God yet, some of the obstacles in our life, some of the things that might cause us to feel like maybe God is not working on our behalf or maybe the dream that God downloads to us will not be accomplished. And if you have your Bibles, I want you to go with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Because God's design for this series is for all of us to begin to dream again, his God-sized dreams. And we said that dreams are birthed in the presence of the Lord. We said that the spirit of the Lord reveals to us the thing that the father is thinking about. Because in Corinthians, the word of God says that no eye has seen nor ear heard nor entered to the heart of man the thing that God has prepared for those who love him. But it is revealed to us by his spirit. And last week we said that if we're going to pursue the dream, that's one thing, but that can't be our priority. We have to pursue the giver of the dream, which means that we have to know who the Holy Spirit is. But as we jump into today, 
I want to dive in to make sure that we don't lose sight of the fact that the journey isn't free. And so we're going to we're going to we're going to run into some obstacles. But what do we do when we run into these obstacles as we pursue our dreams? And so I'll give you the title here in a sec. We'll read a couple of passages of scripture and then we'll jump right in. Are you with me? Are you you leaning in level 10? Come on. Here we go. First Samuel chapter 17, verse four, where this is the story of David and Goliath, one of my favorite stories in all of scripture. In fact, my oldest son, his name is David, because as a kid, I loved David so much. And this is what it says. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. And he had a bronze helmet on his head and he was armed with a coat of mail and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. And he had a bronze armor on his legs and a bronze javelin between his shoulders. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam and his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels. Dude was strong, huh? And shield and a shield bearer went before him. So he's a giant, but yet he still has a shield bearer in front of him. Then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel, And said to them, why have you come out to line up for battle? Why have you come out? Am I not a Philistine and you the servants of Saul? Choose a man of yourselves for yourselves and let them come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, you will be our servants and you will serve us. And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that will fight together, that we may fight together. And when Saul and all of Israel heard all of these words, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Go down to verse 16 of the same chapter. And the Philistine drew near and presented himself 40 days, morning and evening. Paul's right there. Now flip over to Psalms 127. Psalms 127. Verse 1. It says this. Unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain that build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for he gives his beloved sleep. This morning, as we continue in our series, Dream Again, I was thinking about this thought, sweet dreams, sweet dreams, dealing with the obstacles that keep us up at night. We can be dreaming again, but the enemy is not focused on you accomplishing all that God has. He's focused on taking you out. And in First Samuel chapter 17, we come across the story of David and Goliath. In First Samuel 16, David is anointed the new king and there's purpose and there is destiny over David's life. David was once a shepherd boy, but God literally said, my dream for you is to be the king over Israel. David was once a shepherd boy, but once he got an encounter with God, God said, my dream for you is to be the king over Israel. 
See, God's dream for you will have a benefit for you, but it will benefit someone else. God's dream for the people of Israel was for David to lead them into great victory so that they could become all that God had created them to be. So David got the benefit of becoming and being called the new king and having a fresh dream and the people would get the benefit of his leadership. But in 1 Samuel 17, we find that after David is anointed king, he hasn't walked out the fullness of his dream yet. And there is an obstacle standing in the way of the people who would get a chance to experience David's leadership. They played a role in what God had called David to do. They were, they were part of the benefit of God's dream for David, that David would literally lead them. And the Bible says that there was a giant from the place of Gath whose name was Goliath. And if, if you look up, the Bible says that, and, and, and historians believe that Goliath was nine feet tall. Nine feet tall. And the Bible says that he had on bronze everything. I mean, like he was like a rapper. Like he was, he had bronzed everything. Like he, he was bronzed out, bronze armor. He had a bronze staff. Like, and, and, and he was so large. But the Bible says that he wasn't just rolling by himself. He also had someone who was carrying his shield in front of him. So when I normally think of the story, I think of the nine foot giant only, but the Bible says that he was a nine foot giant who had protective garb. He had weapons all on him, but then he still had someone in front of him. See, he is the obstacle that is standing in front of the dream that God has for the people of Israel, but he is also the obstacle for the David who had just been anointed king and received the new dream that God had given the little shepherd boy, the teenage boy whose dream hasn't come to pass, but he knew that he was carrying God's dream. And this enemy shows up to begin to impact the dream of the people of Israel. And he didn't even know he was impacting the dream of this young shepherd boy. And the Bible says in verse 16 of chapter 17 that it says that Saul and the people were afraid and greatly dismayed. And it says that this enemy, this obstacle showed up for 40 days in the morning and in the evening. And I couldn't help but to think about the fact that every morning that Saul woke up and every morning that the people of Israel, the army of Israel woke up, that they had this giant on their mind. And as I was preparing and just praying and asking the Lord, what would he have me share for this weekend? I felt like the Lord wanted me to encourage you and share and just really just go, there will be obstacles that will stand in your way and it will try to keep you up at night. And we have to make sure that if the father says, I'm giving you my dream, then any obstacle that stands in your way, God has a plan to remove. Day and night, the giant showed up. Since the beginning of this year, we have declared as a church that 2021 is the year that God does it, where we move ourselves out of the way. And we said, God, you are who you are. And we give you permission to show yourself to us like never before. But as a pastor, I am fully aware that the enemy is not just going to allow 2021 to just go through. And it seemed real easy. And I honestly feel in my heart that many of you feel like 
Damon, I've yet to dream yet because I've got this in the way. Or maybe you're starting to dream, but maybe there's an insecurity that says, how can I accomplish that? That's well beyond my reach. I'm not educated for that. And I am here to let you know that God wants you to have sweet dreams. He wants you to be able to look at the obstacle that's in front of you and see it not as a problem, but as an opportunity. Here's what the Bible says in Psalms. I read it earlier. It says this. He says, now, listen, unless the Lord builds the house. You labor in vain as you build it, unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It's vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for he gives you beloved sleep. I want you to write this down. Here's a fact, and this is a quote from Randy Armstrong. He says this, he says, worrying does not take away tomorrow's troubles. It takes away your peace. Worrying doesn't remove the obstacle. It takes away your peace that God has given you today. The Bible says in Psalms 127, that if you try to fight the enemy, if you try to build your own dreams, if you try to build your own life, if you try to stay up late just to get the project done, and we have to do that sometimes, but if you feel like that if you have to give everything to the thing that's in your hand and God's not involved, you're just working for no reason. But he said, now, if the Lord builds it, it's going to accomplish it. Like, look at, the, look at the other way. It says, like, if the Lord builds it, your work is not in vain. If the Lord defends it, he will defend you well. And then it says, there's no need for you to stay up late and worry. Go to sleep. God has designed for you and I in this season of dreaming again, in this year that God does it, to rest well. So if I see the problem, we said this in, in, in one, of our, one of our messages during this series, we said that, and, and, and we learned this from John Maxwell. We quoted John Maxwell where John Maxwell says, we have to expect the unexpected as we pursue God's dream. So we know that the enemy's not just going to sit on the sideline. We've seen that in the life of Jesus. Like the enemy didn't just let Jesus do his thing. There was problems all around him. But Jesus said, listen, there's, these are all opportunities to, to, to heal this person, to change their life, to, to, to represent the father well and to talk about him well, to, to quiet up the religious people. Hush up, you, you hypocrite, you scribe. Listen, let me talk about the father even more. So we know that there's going to be problems. So knowing that we have to see problems. But when we look at problems, we see opportunities. See, the enemy will try to bring up the obstacle to impact your dream. But God has called you to have sweet dreams because the father is like, hey, listen, let me build it. Let me defend it and watch over it. You go to bed. Can somebody say, I, I need a nap? Come on. I don't know about you, but a nap is good. Any, are there any nappers? Like, seriously, like you got to have a good nap every once in a while. Come on. I nap really well on the Hallmark Channel. I'm just playing. If you love it, I'm just joking. I'm just joking with you. No, but seriously, I do. Here, I wrote this down, and I'm just saying again, worry doesn't take your problems away. It takes away today's peace. In fact, Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 6. He says, therefore, I say to you, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, nor what your body should be putting on. He says, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? And then he goes on to say, listen, the birds of the air, they're fine. 
He says, listen, the, the, the lilies of the field, they're fine. He says if the father in heaven takes care of them, how much more will he take care of you? Are you not of more value? He says this, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? He says, you can't add anything to your life by worrying. So he says, don't. He goes on to say this. He says, now listen, in verse 33, he says, but actually, let's go to verse 32, same chapter, Matthew chapter six. He says, everything that you're worrying about, what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, he says, everyone thinks about that. He says, your heavenly father knows everything that you have need of, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Don't you worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Don't you try to build everything on your own. Let the father worry about that. You focus on the father and the father will handle everything else. Remember, your dreams, your God dreams are birthed in the presence of the Lord. So that means that our time when we're seeking God or we're trying to figure something out, we need to go back. We said this last week. We need to go back and spend time in the presence of the Lord because dreams are birthed in the presence of the Lord, sustained in the presence of the Lord, watered in the presence of the Lord, revived in the presence of the Lord, and they thrive in the presence of the Lord. So we have to spend our time going back to the Father as we pursue our God dreams. I wrote this down. I want you to write this down. God is awake so I can go asleep and dream again. God is awake so that I can sleep and dream again. Now, you might be thinking, are we going to get back to David? Yes, we're going to get back to David, but I got to prepare you. Psalms 121 says this, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow my foot to be moved. He who keeps me, you, will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Listen, God is awake. So since God is awake, you go to sleep. See, you rest. If, if the father gives his beloved sleep and if he says, let me build it, let me fight for it, let me protect it. You look higher. My help comes from the father. You're not falling asleep. You're not slumbering around worrying. God, you're awake. I'm going to sleep. God wants you in this year as he's causing dreams to be birthed in your life and to come alive. And remember, that's the motion picture of heaven is not the house. God gives you those practical dreams so that they have a benefit for the kingdom. So if God drops in you that you're going to have a house this year, ask him how many small groups will I hold in my house so that my neighbors can feel the presence of the Lord in my house. Not so that I can just have a big house. God's going to give you the dreams of his heart so that they have a kingdom impact. Remember that Goliath stands up because God has a dream for the people of Israel and he has a dream for that shepherd boy to become king. And God does not want you to have to face an enemy morning 
and night, when his word promises, you go to sleep because God is awake. Don't you worry about tomorrow because it steals your peace today. So you go to sleep because God is awake. Write this down, write this down. And you probably already know this, but you need to be reminded because we want to make sure that God's dream for every single person comes back to life. After having a 2020 that we've had and that we walked through, you're still standing. This is the year where God does it. And we want to make sure that your faith is alive. Write this down. My worrying accomplishes nothing. So I need to attack it. My worry accomplishes nothing, so I need to attack it. My worrying accomplishes nothing, so I need to attack it. So let's go back into our story in 1 Samuel 17. And the Bible says that day and night, Goliath comes to the valley and says, bring me a man who will fight me. That's day one. The next morning, do you have a man who will take me out? Day 10, y'all don't have nobody that will fight me. Is not victory important to you? Day 30, bring somebody out who's willing to face me. 35, 36, 37. And he's saying this every single day. When you read the rest of the story in 1 Samuel 17, it says that way back in the field is this young teenage boy named David who had just been anointed king, who has this fresh God dream. And the Bible says that his dad says, listen, go check on your brothers, go take them something to eat. And as he's going out, he's hearing, bring me somebody. Who will fight me? The Bible says that David is like, what is going on? He goes, he gets to his brother. He's like, what's going on? What's all the noise for? Why, what, what's the chatter? And they say, listen, for the last, for the last 40 days, this giant has been in the way. The king, he's got prizes and stuff for the person who's willing to fight him, but nobody will fight him. And David says, okay, there's a problem. And there's a prize. And nobody wants to face him. And he literally goes to Saul and he says, listen, Saul, um, settle your heart. I'll remove the obstacle. I'll step up and face the obstacle. Like, don't worry. Let's attack. Like, if there's an obstacle in the way, let's attack. Like, we can't sit here losing sleep when the dreams that God has given us are sweet dreams, are dreams that have his kingdom impact, his agenda, his plan for his people, and we get the benefit? Let's attack. So when you read the story, the Bible says that David goes, I'll face him. When, when, when I was out in the field, a lion and a bear came and tried to steal from me and I literally chased it down, took it out. We don't worry 
we attack. I'll fight. You don't worry anymore. I'll fight. Why was David saying that? Because David had something on the inside of him that said, if God gave me the dream, God will keep the dream alive. David knew that if I'm the king of Israel, this obstacle in front of me could impede God's dream for me. See, you and I, if we can get a perspective of the kingdom and go anytime that the enemy throws something in our way, it's because the enemy is nervous on the kingdom impact it'll have. See, this morning I'm talking to you about sweet dreams and we're going to speak against the obstacles that would try to cause you to not have God's dream. See, the Goliath in your life is that obstacle or that journey that could seem too big to overcome. And God says, listen, if you let me build and if you let me fight, you don't have to labor or work in vain. In fact, go to sleep. In fact, I'll stay awake. You go to sleep. The keeper of Israel doesn't slumber nor sleep. So knowing that, don't worry, it accomplishes nothing. So attack. So let's go. Let, let, let's speed up. So David says, I'll fight. He tries to get some of Saul's armor. He tries it on. It's like, oh, he says this. He says, this has not been tried before. So he says, I can't work with that. I got to go work with something that I've worked with before. Listen to this. First Samuel chapter. Four. I'm going to read a little bit of, of a Bible story. This is what he says in first Samuel 17, verse 40. It says, then he took his staff in his hand. This is David. And he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook. And he put them in his shepherd's bag in a pouch in which he had. And he grabbed his sling in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine. So the Philistine came and began drawing near to David with the man who bore his shield going before him. And when the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him and said, you're a youth. You look good, but you're youth. So the Philistine said to David, am I a dog? that you come to me with sticks. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And, Dave, and the Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. Watch this. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in heaven. There is a God in heaven. Then the story goes on to say, that David looks at the giant and he begins to charge the giant. I don't know if y'all can see it. I'm running slow, but it probably looks like I'm moving fast, doesn't it? No, Dave, the Bible says that David starts running towards the giant. Like he didn't just wait. He didn't try to just size the giant up because maybe if he would have tried to size the giant up, he would have realized that he was a little too tall. But he had already rested in the fact that God has given me a dream. 
If God has given me a dream, I cannot lose any sleep over the obstacle that's in front of my life. If God gives me the dream and there's an obstacle in front of my dream, he literally says to the giant, you're standing in front of me. But what you don't understand is that I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord, my God. And he says, and today the Lord will deliver you over to me and I'm going to take your head off so that everyone can know that it is the Lord God who has control over all the earth. Literally, David took everything out of his hand and went back to Psalms 127, which says, unless the Lord builds a house, we labor in vain. Unless the Lord keeps a city, we keep, the, we keep it in vain. David literally said, it's the Lord who's going to take you out. It's the Lord who's going to protect me. And it's the Lord who will get the victory. David literally said, I'm showing up to the fight. I'm going to attack, but I'm bringing with me. The same Lord that gave me my God dream. And you're standing in the way of my God dream. This morning, I'm here to encourage us that any obstacle that's holding us back, any insecurity that has crept into our mind, anything that we've been looking at, whether it's sickness or financial struggle or strife in our home or the, 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 the things around us in our culture. I'm here to tell you that none of that, none of that has permission to block God's dream for you. None of it has permission to keep you up at night. None of it. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. Bring God into it. Let the power of God lead and move. David said, this giant is standing in front of the way. I've got my staff, my rocks, my bag, my sling. And I've got the name of the Lord with me. I'm ready to go. And he says, I am not going to worry. I'm going to attack. I'm not going to worry. Going to attack. See, your Goliath will try to take you out. The fact of the matter is, is that my perspective has to either see it as a problem or a promise. David said, I have my promise. And this problem is in the way. And remember, we said we will see problems but we have to be able to see opportunities. And David said, what's the benefit of taking this giant out? There's a promise attached to taking the obstacle out of the way. He said, I'd rather have the promise because God has already given me my dream. And this morning, I'm here to encourage you that if God has given you a dream and he's causing your dreams to come alive again, we have to expect the unexpected. We already know that we're going to see problems. But we have to spend time with the Lord so that we can see everything as an opportunity. And this is what the Bible says, y'all. And I'm, 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 I'm going to preach on this a little bit next week. We'll get a little bit more practical. The Bible says that David runs towards Goliath, grabs a stone. I don't know how he did it. Through the rock. The Bible says that the rock dead center of his head. 
giant falls. This is what's so cool. And I'm going to talk about this. I can't, I can't, I can't give it all to you now because I'm going to talk about David again next week and what he was literally carrying. But watch this. David attacked the obstacle. And God brought the victory. He used everything that God had given him that he had had before he was anointed king, before he got God's dream. And he put it all to work. Watch now. He put it all to work, but he didn't leave God's name out of it. He didn't leave the source of power out of it. He could have said, I've got a a, a slingshot. I've got this. But he literally said, I come to you in the name of the Lord, my God. And my God is going to deliver you into my hands and I'm going to cut your head off. He didn't have a sword, but he knew how bad his God was. And he knew that God is in the business of removing obstacles. So the Bible says that he throws the stone. I believe that once he threw that stone, I don't know if he was that accurate, y'all, to be able to throw one stone. One stone and he's that accurate. Throws a stone. Because he decided to attack and the Bible says, takes the giant out. I firmly believe that David knew that that obstacle wasn't going to keep him up late at night. He knew that it was God who was there with him that gave him his God dream. And it would be God who would keep that dream sweet. This morning, my assignment is to start just this kind of interlude of sweet dreams. I'm going to continue it next week as well. But I want, I want you to know that the dreams that's keeping you up at night are not God's design. God doesn't want you to lose your peace for today because you're worrying about tomorrow. He doesn't want any obstacle standing in your way to feel like it lords over you. No. God's design for you is to rest in the one who doesn't sleep. Let God handle it since he's awake. Unless the Lord builds it, unless the Lord defends it, you and I try in vain. He's the keeper. He's the one. They won't rest until you fulfill everything that he's called you to do. Sweet dreams. This morning, right where you are, I want to pray for you. Because I know you're there. And I couldn't help but think about this weekend that we celebrate. I couldn't help but think about the fact that we celebrate Memorial Day and we celebrate Memorial Weekend. And we have this weekend to honor those that gave their life. We pause to remember. We pause to remember the ones that gave their life. And the Bible says that there was another one, the Savior of the world that gave his life. His name is Jesus. It says that God so loved you that his dream for all of humanity was that he would give his only son. That if you believe, you would have eternal life. But in order for life to be received and gained, Jesus was going to have to die. Sometimes we have to pause to remember that there was a Jesus, the Savior of the world, who died for you and I. 
to give us freedom. We celebrate the men and women who have given their life so that we can have natural freedom. But there is a Jesus, a son of God, Jesus himself that died on a cross, rose again so that you and I could have freedom and have a relationship with God the Father. This morning, I want to invite you into a relationship with Jesus. I want you to know that Jesus loved you so much that if you were the only person that God sent him for, that he would have died for you. I want you to know that the Father's love for you is so great that when the enemy tried to set an obstacle in place, Jesus said, I will come and I'll remove the obstacle. In fact, the Bible says that the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Jesus is who they referred to. Similar to the one stone that David threw and he took down the giant. Jesus is the stone that has literally stepped in for you. And this morning, I wanna invite you to a relationship with Jesus. It is free, you don't have to work hard for it, but you do have to remove an obstacle out of the way. You have to kind of remove pride. You may have to remove a little bit of what other people may have said about Jesus that has caused you to feel like you don't want him. No, I'm telling you that you have free access. You might have to move a little bit of fear of what would this be like? I want you to know that Jesus loves you so much. He doesn't want anything from you except you. I promise you that the most important relationship you'll ever have in your life is the one that you can have with Jesus. And I want to invite you. The Bible says this is really simple. It says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died and rose again for you, he comes and lives on the inside of you. And today it would be my high honor to celebrate this moment with you and to lead you into a relationship with Jesus. I'm gonna say a prayer and I just want you to pray it after me. Are you ready? Come on, City Place, can we pray together? Can we have high faith and expectation that Jesus is gonna be welcomed into so many people's lives today? Come on, can we pray? Come on, say this with me. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for removing the obstacle. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I acknowledge that you died and you rose again from me. And I declare you boldly with no obstacles that you are my Lord, my Savior, and my friend. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, City Place, can you make some noise today for Jesus? Come on, can you make some noise for Jesus? And can we also celebrate every single person that made that decision today to follow Jesus? I cheer you on. I am so excited on the decision that you made today. It literally is the best decision that you could ever make. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to take two next steps. Are you ready? Two next steps. I want you to let us know the decision that you made today. We believe that anytime anyone makes a decision, that they should have people who cheer them on, who can walk with you in your next step in your walk with God. And so do me a favor, that virtual connect card and that text message that I talked about, I wanna give you two options to communicate with us to your decision today. One, you can text City Place to 94000 or you can uh, fill out the virtual connect card at cityplacechurch.com backslash card. Let us know how we can celebrate 
this moment with you. Our team wants to send you some information. We want to come around you. And we want to invite you to our next steps class, which is literally where you can discover family and find your fit in the kingdom of God. I challenge you to take that clear next step so that we can come around you and continue to cheer you on. Come on, City Place, can you make some more noise for the decisions that were made today? One of the last things we're gonna do today is we're gonna worship the Lord with our giving. God has called our church to live, to give. We get so excited every time that we get to worship the Lord with our giving. We, we are excited, literally, to be able to impact our city. You've heard us talk about you moms supporting single parents. You, you, you've heard us talk about new image. If this is your first time, we love serving our community. We love providing for our community and just representing Jesus well. And so one of the other things that we're, I want, I'm excited to tell you that we're getting ready to do uh, this summer is that there is going to be a couple of uh, summer activities for students downtown. And they're, they're, they're going to be learning about scholarship opportunities. And City Place is going to help this event take place. And so we just believe that because of our kingdom finances that God uses his church to represent him well so that when people look around, they go, oh, I want a little bit of what they've got. And so as a church, we give, here's, here's how we give our kingdom finances. We give to people, we give to projects, and we give through partnerships. And one of our partnerships is through the Paramore Engagement Council right here in Orlando to where we can make an impact in our city, not only in our city, but we also have partnerships literally around the world. And so as you give today, and I pray that you have an amazing, amazing Memorial Day weekend as you pause to remember just the, the awesome sacrifice the men and women who allow us to have the freedoms that we have here in the United States. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you that we get to worship you with our giving. God, it is our heart to your heart. Thank you for entrusting us with kingdom finances. Thank you for allowing City Place to just represent you well in our city and in our world. Thank you for those that met you today. I pray that as they take the next step to communicate through a connection card or a text message, God, that we do our part to disciple them into a further relationship with you. We honor you today and we're grateful for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We love you, City Place. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And you can share with your friends. Take a screenshot, post on your social media stories, and tag us at City Place Church.